0: Oh yeah. Hello and welcome everyone. It's the world famous Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. I'm Ben Rogers joined by Jeff Skin, wade Jonathan shippey Shipman, and Kevin KT-Turner. The pride and joy of Olney, Texas. It's a Cowboy Monday and it is a Cowboy Autopsy Monday. They lost 34-24 to the Packers. They got down huge in this game. Tried to fight their way back but couldn't stop shooting themselves in the foot. Lots to dissect and get into today, uh, including Travis Frederick joining us at 1040. Now he's got his big charity event tonight in Frisco. Travis joins us at 1040. And then Stephen Jones joins us at noon. But in terms of just starting the season off, the Cowboys did really well against three teams that suck. Especially Hmm. the Giants with Eli. They're a little bit better now. Not too much better. The Redskins and the Dolphins are winless and beyond suck. And the Cowboys took care of business against them, but now have bumped into back-to-back snags against contending teams in the NFC.
1: Yeah, I'm a lot less worried about last week's game than I am yesterday's game. Yesterday's game was really disappointing. When you look at the way the Cowboys were run all over, and we've talked about that a little bit, right? All the way going back to the end of last year. All right, is this run defense going to be a problem? And I don't know about you guys. I'd like to have Antoine Woods back, but I don't know that I think he's some magic elixir to solve all your run defense problems. And now I am truly concerned about their kicking game costing them when it really, really matters. Look, there's still 3-2, and two, still plenty of football to be played, still lots of things that can be fixed. I don't know that spotty kicking gets fixed. That's a problem. Uh, obviously, Garrett's mismanagement of games is always a problem, but that was not near one of your number one culprits yesterday. But there's a lot of things that are problematic right now that they have to get fixed. And my one concern is that of all those things, if you're going to be bad against the run, you're probably going to be bad against the run. We were talking about it in the mix, Ben. Those linebackers have to be really, really good with the style of defense that the Cowboys play or they are going to get gashed more often than not.
2: Yeah, the last, yesterday's game reminded me a lot of the 2016 playoff game. Yeah. Because they, honestly, you know, they got behind early and the reason they got behind early was... Two things: the offense punching themselves right in the nuts, and then uh, the defense not getting stops. Um And it got a little more out of hand yesterday. And it was when it was thirty-one to three, I think in that game it was twenty-one to three at one point. You know, the Packers' offense didn't move the ball very much in the second half. Really, from the half the, that halfway through the second quarter on, they really didn't move the ball very much. When he needed stops, it just couldn't really happen. And the Cowboys were forced to play. You know, we've talked about their style of play, kind of maybe not knowing what it is anymore. But they were forced to play rally style football, and not even, uh, you know, I mean, Zeke had 12 carries yesterday. Yeah. Now we've talked about (laughs) wanting to throw more and wanting to run less, but I don't think we want Zeke running the ball 12 times because you got behind. So I mean, especially
1: when he's effective, he's effective running the ball. They said no
2: chance to get game flow. We talked a lot about game flow last week. Game flow was thrown off. I think it's an entirely different game if Amari Cooper takes it to the house uh, on the interception. I think mm-hmm. it's an entirely different game. Uh, game flow did not go their way because of little things like that once again. Right,
0: and it was not a great pass. Very catchable pass. Bounced off his hands. He took responsibility for it. Said he you know, was already thinking about running towards the end zone. Guys all day, all across the NFL, made spectacular catches and of balls that were nowhere near. Uh, as as good of a pass as that was, but it was a little bit behind him. He leads him there, and it's probably an easy six. But mm-hmm. um, tough day, tough day for Dak. Also a good day for Dak. There was lots of, uh, you know, there was ups and downs for Dak throughout the day. He ends up throwing for four hundred sixty three yards, and it's it's just it's hard to be too critical of an offense that uh, get you know gets in a situation where they're trailing by four touchdowns. Right. You're trailing by four touchdowns after eight drives. I do not think the Cowboys have a quarterback problem at all. Um I think Tyron Smith should be an MVP candidate on this team. I mean, I think yeah. it it goes to show how different things are when you have to when Tyron Smith's not there and you got to throw out Cam Fleming and I I thought, you know, Dak was under duress almost the entire day and I think it altered the way he threw the ball. It all, you know, he was never really extremely comfortable in the pocket and I think all things considered, um you know, they did the best they could without Tyron. He had some he had some fatal mistakes. Other guys had fatal mistakes as well throughout the day. And still, despite all that, they fought and clawed their way back in and had a shot until another part of, you know, their team, the wheel just shot completely off and Maher couldn't make a chip shot.
1: Yeah, and been even before that, I don't know where what y'all's state of mind was, but when the Cowboys got the ball back, I was irrationally confident before that interception. I mean, I was like, dudes, we have got all the momentum back. We have survived tons of ineptitude. We have survived. And here's the other thing about about turnovers in your own space. It's one thing to turn the ball over. It's another thing to turn the ball over and watch Aaron Rodgers just do magic. I mean, he was dancing. He put on a show in the first quarter. You will not find better quarterback play in the NFL than what Aaron Rodgers did in the first quarter. It was spectacular. And so... You sit there and you go, all right, we're surviving this, we're surviving that, we're surviving all kinds of ineptitude, and I'll be damned. We got the ball back in our building with momentum. We got the stop, and that interception was a killer. And uh, we know it. Michael Gallup got mauled. It was pass interference, but because of some game management issues, you couldn't throw the flag and challenge it. You had already uh, exterminated that, including on one challenge that was so bad. I told you guys this earlier. I was in a loud place. Village Burger Bar and Allen, and the entire bar restaurant goes, No! When they saw him reach for his red flag, he hadn't even made the decision yet. A riot broke out of, What are you doing? Don't do that. Stop. You're so bad at this. They they not only need a game manager, they need another guy to double to stop Garrett from throwing the flag at the
2: wrong time. He's got to be the worst at it. Gotta threw it out there like he was feeding bread to some ducks uh. at the pond. <laughs> So bad. And, and the thing about that, though, so there's an argument, on the other hand, from, uh, you know, people were there and covered the game. It was like, well, the team really responded to that. They got fired up. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the, the pass interference because it was 31-10. It felt like something that you needed to challenge at the time. Uh, what's interesting about that whole game, and this is, it is, the Kevin King interception is, is the one that really hurts. Yeah. Because the Packers offensively were at a point of just kind of running the ball. And then Rodgers and Lafleur were going to go uh, chew out each other and then go uh, like and then like so they were not doing anything on offense. They weren't even trying to, to move the ball and they're fighting. And it's like, OK, well, they're fighting over here on this end. We're about to come back and, and get them. And it just it was a killer, man, as a killer. Think, and I and that point with 10 minutes left, a lot of time left. If, if Dak, if you're thinking that there's going to be a flag there and you can't count on it. You, you got to see that, the flag. That's
0: what I want to it. talk about. It's like you cannot, you know, Dak said after the game that he saw, you know, he, he saw him getting mauled and he said, okay, I'm going to throw to Gallup because he's getting mauled. I'll get the flag. You can't count on that. You cannot count on an official. Why would you ever count on an official? These aren't even full-time employees yeah. of the league. This is, I mean, world-class level incompetence. And it's, it's a bad. tough game to officiate anyways. And and now you're just talking about just, I mean, what have you seen from NFL officials that you would rely on them for anything? Look at the NFC championship game. NFL officials are garbage. Um, so why would you, I would rather rely that Amari Cooper is going to win a matchup against the DB as opposed to that an NFL official is going to be paying attention and do the right thing. That's a that's a risky gamble to make, I, and I think it could be a learning lesson for Dak. Just, as, I mean, it's not like a free play. It's not like, oh, there's a holding call. We're going to th- try to throw a bomb, or there's offsides. They, I'm going to try to throw a bomb here. It's not a free play. You're, that was very risky to trust that an NFL official is going to see it and do the right thing. That that was, I mean, that was a mistake by him as well.
1: I think the other then and Dak made a lot of mistakes. I think the other part of that though is, and I guess we'd have to know from folks that are breaking it down. I think Gallup was in the wrong spot. Now maybe he could have been mauled a little bit, but if you look at how he, it was played and oh how he turned God. around. It's like a wrestling match. Yeah, he yeah. was he was in the wrong spot. So that factors into all that as well because you know, go back and look, Dak is throwing it before he's even turned around.
0: Yeah. So oh, yeah. you're you're relying on a timing play there. He's throwing it because he said he was getting mauled. Right. Yeah. He wanted a flag. I mean, it's it was like he he saw him getting destroyed and said, Okay, this is a free free play, free penalty. And it wasn't.
2: And the bottom line, that's a play that the Packers are making and the Cowboys aren't making. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, if you're getting away with penalties, whatever it is, the Cowboys aren't making enough of those plays. And, I mean, you just look at it. If you're going to be minus three in turnovers, I think they ended up minus three in turnovers, and you're going to lose time of possession by 13 minutes then you're not going to win the game. No, you're going to lose. Actually, they lost by 14 minutes in time of possession. You can't. can't, You're going to lose. You can't have three
1: turnover differential win. Those are damn near impossible unless you're playing a bad team. They weren't playing a bad team. They were playing one of the better teams in the NFC. So if you take one of the better teams in the NFC and you spot them three extra possessions, you're going to lose that game. And you know what? I mean, there's a lot of people like, man, y'all are going easy on Dak. Dude, Dak did not have a good day by any stretch of the imagination. Throw out that 460 yards or whatever it was that he had, he had a bad day. And they got lucky on, I don't know what he was doing with Cobb. I mean, I guess he thought oh, Cobb man. was Jimmy Graham throwing it up that high and thinking he was going to come down with that. He wasn't going to come down with that. They got lucky that that was reversed as well.
0: Oh that couldn't have a good day. They had back-to-back freebies to help get a touchdown to turn this game again. It was like this is the first time they've gotten good calls against Green Bay since before the catch, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. It was like, oh, okay, they're – Here's a make good. They're they're hooking the Cowboys up because they screwed them on the Des Bryant catch. Uh, it was it was karma. I I don't I mean I don't know what he was thinking on that throw. And again, that's that's a more concerning interception than than probably any of the others. Mm-hmm. One was okay. I didn't realize they're in a zone. That he got tricked by the coverage. He thought they were in man. They were in a zone. One was you know the mauling there on on Gallup and. You know, what was the other one? And and then the Amari one, the Amari one. This, I worry about that. Yeah, this was, dude, you are inside the five, inside the 10. You cannot afford to do that as a quarterback. What on earth did you see there? And that's one that doesn't show up and, you know, in the, in the box score. But that was ridiculous. They got bailed out there again. They got bailed out on the snap by Travis. We'll have to ask Travis uh, about that uh, today at 1040 uh, you know, in real time, I didn't see the lineman jump. Uh, but if you watch slow motion, you can see the guys jump clearly before the snap came, and it looked yeah. like Travis maybe was late with the snap.
2: Yeah. No, and I, I just overall like all this stuff. I didn't have as many problems with the offense as I did the defense. Yeah. Um, and and my issue really goes back to, well, I mean, I guess my number one problem with the game is cam Fleming. Um, and it's just that's just not going to be good enough. Against good teams. You know, we'll see how it works out against the Jets if he has to play. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to be good enough. And I thought it could be fine, maybe. Patchwork it up for a couple weeks. That could be bad. That could be real bad. Because that was, that was huge. I mean, uh, Dak was pressured all game long. Zadarius Smith, who, you know, got hurt about 90 times. Like, at some point, if you're going to get hurt three times, they should just not let you go back in the game. Right. Uh, that that should be a rule. But Zedarius Smith was nonstop pushing the pocket at all times creating opportunities not only for himself but for other guys to give them time. And, like, to me, that was a difference as well. I mean, the turnovers. You know, Dak was not comfortable at all yesterday from the beginning. He mm-hmm. was not comfortable and because Cam Fleming was getting pushed back every single time. But after that, it, I, the offense moved the ball pretty well almost all game long. They moved the wall, ball pretty well. They kind of had anything they wanted all game long, and the defense just – just, I mean, you can't get ran over.
1: All right, like let's that. let's kind of go into that next. Let's talk about whether or not this team really does have a linebacker problem. Let's talk about their front seven. Let's talk about this whole idea too that Garrett finally shows emotion and it bites them in the butt. That's
0: coming up next. But before we get into a little Cowboys linebacker talk, I think we we need a little bit of uh, we need a little bit of laughter. We need to be able to laugh a little bit and, <laughs> and get cheered up today. And as bad as things are for the Cowboys today. It's not as bad as it is for the Redskins, and we always have that to, to lean on. The Redskins lost yesterday, not surprisingly, to the Patriots, 33-7. to After the game, Jay Gruden answering questions about his job security, and he's basically saying, hey, man, as long as my key works, I'll be back at work. And so he goes through all of those questions. He leaves the facility. He's gone, and they're like, hey, man, can you come in tomorrow at 5 a.m.? What? So we can talk. What? He comes in at five a.m. this morning, and they fired him. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you just fire the guy yesterday? I don't know. That doesn't
1: make any kind of sense unless you guys are putting together a plan as to how you're going to say what you're going to say as part of the exit strategy. Redskins have no plan. But yeah, that's a good point. I would have been like, "Hey guys, I know what y'all are going to say, so I'm happy to come in after traffic. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in." I'm not gonna get up at four am so I can make it there by five for you guys to hand me my walking papers. I know that's what you're gonna do. Just let's do it at ten thirty. Let's do it over lunch. i'm uh, I have no interest in getting up extra early for you to fire me.
0: So Bill Callahan is going to take over. He's the new interim head coach, the former Dallas Cowboys offensive line coach for one year, right? Uh, Rob Ryan and Jim Tom Tomsula are both there as well, right?
2: Yeah. So they could have
0: gone with one of those guys. That would have been pretty, would pretty interesting. Would
1: awesome if
2: but they
0: gave Tom Tomsula the job. I like all three of them having, uh, shared duties in that. <laughs> Over the, the course of the year, uh, Jay Gruden had this show, this TV show, like all, most coaches do. And one of the segments in the show was called the Bob's Discount Furniture Hot Seat Challenge. <laughs> Now, that's what they started calling it at the beginning of the year. Well, as the season started going on and they started you know, stacking losses, it started getting real uncomfortable. Should they continue to call it the Hot Seat Challenge or should they just call it Bob's Discount Furniture Challenge? I, and so <laughs> there's two hosts on his TV show with Jay Gruden. We've got the audio. This is the evolution of the Bob's Discount Furniture Hot Seat Challenge. See if you can tell at what point in the season they started second-guessing the name of this segment.
2: It is time for the Bob's Discount
0: Furniture Store Hot Seat Challenge. It's time for the Bob's. Speaking of challenge. I mean, I feel like we haven't done anything yet in the middle of the show until we get to the hot Bob's discount? discount Furniture Challenge. Challenge. I just took out the hot seat. That's nice the hot seat. You're you 4 and 2. I mean, what do you want to do? I'm glad we talked about pressure because
1: I think this leads me right to the Bob's Discount Furniture Challenge this week, coach. Hot seat. No, we're not saying that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the time
0: has come. Thank you to Bob's. Thanks, Bob.
1: Hot is seat hot? challenge? Is what it is? No, it, Bob's it, the official furniture store of the Washington Redskins. This is the Bob's Discount Furniture regular seat challenge. Coach so challenge this week. <laughs> <laughs> High back seat yes, challenge. I know, I know. It's, it's warming up. I know, uh, fellas. You don't have uh, to hide on, it. It's we okay. Don't care. It's
0: pro football. Just the way it is. What it is.
1: It's time for the Bob's. Discount
3: furniture hot seat challenge.
1: challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's official
0: furniture store. The so Bob's up. discount furniture hot seat challenge.
3: Got
1: it. I'm All on a right. hot seat. I know. I know. Go ahead. It's time for
3: you to buckle up, coach.
1: Buckle it up.
0: Buckle up. Oh, is it time? It's, it's time. It, <laughs> is it back the of the Bob's hot seat? Time. Time? No, the seat is cool.
1: No, You're it's not like not cool the seat. Bob's discount whatever. furniture cool seat challenge. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: It's coolly. the time has come. The Bob's. Discount
0: Furniture Hot Seat Challenge. Red Hot Seat Challenge. He red brought it It has <laughs> a title, okay? It had a title. <laughs> it it we started the own. year. We
1: have mocked it. It's burning. Bob's Official <laughs> Furniture Store of the Washington <laughs> Redskins. Yes, the time has come. Uh-oh. Chris Cooley,
0: it is the Bob's Discount Furniture Store Challenge. Back in the hot seat, isn't it? No, no. Bob's the Official <laughs> Furniture Store of the Redskins. And Chris, uh, what you got for us? What you got for the coach this week, Chris? is the regular seat challenge, coach. Just the regular seat uh, challenge. Just the Bob's it gets challenge. Gets
1: warm every now and then, you know. Is it, how's it feel? Oh. It's a little toasty. Just a little toasty? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love Jake Gruden, <laughs> Now That's great. Pretty good. Thanks, Bob. He, re- <laughs> he
0: refused to let them change the name of it. <laughs> now, let's take out the hot seat. He's like, hot seat? Is it hot? Or is, it, is it hot? Oh, God, that's so funny. I
2: back to the, the press conference he did. Uh, they are talking about Hard Knocks. And he goes, they need to go to Oakland. You know, with my brother John and Antonio Brown, they need to go to Oakland. And they go, they can come here next year. And they go, Well, not if you make the playoffs this year. He goes, if we don't make the playoffs this year, then I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> like, he's great.
1: He is great. And it's that's the that whole thing too, where it's like, why are we changing this when everyone watching it knows why we've changed it? There's no sense in doing that. It's might as well have fun with it. I'm not uh I don't live in a little cave here. I know it's being discussed I out. I think there. the
2: one host that wasn't Chris Cooley, the other one? I think he was uncomfortable by it because the whole time you could tell he didn't want to do it. Chris Cooley played, and he was like, "Okay, fine, I'll say it." The other guy didn't want to say it every time. He's <laughs> every like, can we, can we get rid of this, it's awkward for me.
1: Every single time someone brings up Chris Cooley, I think of him posting a picture of his dong on a playbook. That was
2: just, <laughs> that was great though.
0: What was he doing? I don't know. What was he doing? All right. Speaking of playbook dongs. Uh, not a strong week for the Cowboys defense, and what? Why was that? What? How's it feel? It doesn't feel good. Uh, it was a, a rough week for Cowboys linebackers. Uh, you know, this whole defense is is about funneling guys to those linebackers, letting those guys make plays. They're super talented, yet they couldn't get it done. Van der Esch had a terrible week. Jalen Smith's been spotty throughout the season. Uh, Cowboys have a little bit of an issue at linebacker, or do they have a big issue? I don't think
1: they have a big issue. I think that really more than anything, it's kind of the, the young aspect of the linebackers are getting exposed. And obviously they're not winning battles up front. And so when guys are hitting massive holes full speed, that's a problem. But also, you know, if you go back and look at, I haven't done an extensive breakdown, but you know the deal. A lot of these things get posted on Twitter and you can scroll, scroll through your timeline and see some of these things. I mean, there there's places where they are way overcommitted and there's just no chance. There yeah. is no chance they've completely misdiagnosed the play, and they are out of position, and they are going to get exposed.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I think about a lot of things when you think about the entirety of the defense because it's all it, it all relates to each other. The way this defense is wanted to play, they've talked about it for years. It's a whole unit; they play one style. They they they're up the field. They rarely blitz. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're one of the bottom teams in the league in blitzing. They don't mix it up too much schematically. They are what they are. They'll mix up their coverages, but we know what they're doing up front. Most of the time, they'll do some twists and stunts and things like that, but it's pretty basic. Now, and, and Green Bay may not be a great defense. You know, in the end, Cowboys may be a better defense, but you never know what Green Bay is doing. They could have three down linemen, four, five, two. You know, they like to stay in dime. You never know. With the Cowboys, we're about on a five, six, seven year span now of this is what they do. We know what they do defensively. They don't mix it up at all and then combine that with not getting turnovers. To me, That's the difference in this defense being great and taking a step and being just this good, okay, league-average defense that we've kind of been talking about.
0: It seems like the defense needs the same overhaul that the offense has had. Although, when Chris Richard came in, it was kind of like that's what he was doing. It was was an update from what Marinelli was doing. And I guess it stayed similar. You know, the fact that they don't blitz, there's not a lot of deception, it's not hard to kind of figure out what they're doing, they don't get turnovers – I mean, Rashard, God, he was the bright, shiny new toy there for a while, and it was looking like, hey, here's a head coaching candidate. Maybe he's the next head coach of the Cowboys. Now they just can't stop anybody, and it's, it's, and it's just getting run on up the gut. Not being able to stop the run is, is just such a helpless thing. It's like you get beat you know, on some deep passes here or there, or, but when you get beat just when somebody continually pummeling you with the run, just feels helpless, especially when you're desperately trying to get the ball back and you just can't stop somebody for running. I don't know what it is. Do they need it? Hopefully it's not that they need more talent at the linebacker position because they just married Jalen Smith. You know, uh, Van Ares is a first-round pick. They still have Sean Lee as a backup. I thought it, their linebacking core was going to be the strength of their defense. So is it that their interior of their defensive line is not good? Because you've got D-Law, you've got Quinn now coming off the edge. I mean is this a problem that is outside of guys you no know, not having great games here or there is this a defensive tackle problem I think it's I mean I think obviously they're getting beat up
1: front a lot but I really think it's more of a linebacker problem and I think it's correctable I think it's really more of an experience issue and being in the right place you know why that's why all those little shuttle plays work against the Cowboys so effectively because they're going okay here they come everybody whoop see ya yeah. and then suddenly you have guards running over linebackers so it's like that those those linebackers have to sniff that stuff out and they gotta get out in front of the guards to make the plays. Man, just go back in your memory bank. Sean Lee did that all the time when he was on the field. Yeah. So I think I think those guys need more experience, more reps, and
2: hopefully they have the football acumen to be able to sniff that stuff out and make plays. I guess my question is is it a problem or was it a problem yesterday? Because it was they, a problem yesterday. They handled Kamara. Right? Like Kamara was not. very threatening at all I Mm -hmm. mean Kamara got his like he always will but like they they bottled him up pretty good yeah um you know we saw some missed tackles against Saquon again I'm I'm very lenient about how a team plays in the first three or four weeks of the season because preseason now is not being taken very seriously and just kind of things have changed a little bit but this is where week five you know you want to see your team start taking a stride and it just didn't really happen so I I don't know if it's a if it's a I mean, I know yesterday Tristan Hill played a lot. Christian Covington played a lot. And those were all your D D tackles. I'm pretty sure they played more than Tyron Crawford, but I haven't seen the snap counts yet, so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know. But for the most part, I thought we saw a lot of Tristan Hill and a lot of Christian Covington. And I saw a lot of guys getting pushed back. That's that's with, I mean, early in the second quarter, on the Packers' third drive, their all-pro center was out with a concussion. Their backup center was in the game, too. You know, so... Uh, It was a rookie left guard. It was a right guard who had had kind of been seen as a backup, and they got pushed around. And maybe the Packers had a good game plan with the way that they wanted to do because maybe they knew, hey, we got to run some plays that are designed to get to the second level, you know, and really get blocks on Jalen and Leighton. So I'm not overreacting to them because I think they handled everything well last week. Um, I mean, I think everything, the things you – it sucks when you do get – throttled like that and you've seen it recently as recent as last year's playoff game but it's just, it's just one thing of about nine things I'm worried
1: about. Let me ask you guys something theoretically. Do you feel good enough about this team to do this? So there's a lot of chatter with so many teams that are winless and so many teams that are just overtly tanking. There's some picking to be had. Mm-hmm. So the trade, there's more trades than ever before. Trade deadline is the end of October. I think it's the 23rd or something like that, so we still have a couple weeks away. If Tampa loses its next two games, and I stole this from a good Tolo, K. if if Tampa loses its next two games and start falling out of it, do you believe in this team enough to throw a nice asset to go get Sue for one year? What asset? I mean, I would think it would probably cost you a second-round pick.
0: No, I don't think so. I I don't think I would because... Look, after the first three games, the Cowboys looked like a true contender, arguably the best team in the NFC. Now I don't know what they are, man. If if they had come back and uh, after the you know the Saints lost and 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 came back and and you know beat the Packers, I, I might have thought, okay, that game against the Saints is an aberration. Right now, it's hard not to think, okay, they beat up bad teams and they lose to good teams. So what are they? They're truly not elite. Um, I, I don't I don't know who the I don't know who the crust of the NFC is right now, but it's certainly not the Cowboys. And so I don't, I don't, I mean, if they have bigger issues than than just one guy, I, I don't know. I are they one player away? I, I
1: don't think so. I'm more inclined for because of what you said, Ben. I'm more inclined to do something like that in a year like this because I don't think there's a elite team in the NFC. Oh, there's, I think and, they're all grouped together. I think they're all grouped together, and I think the Cowboys are part of that group. I mean, yeah. I think early on you're looking, okay, this I like this team a little bit better and this team a little bit better, but I don't think the gap is enough to go, oh, you can't beat that team on the road. They're in the I group of like eight teams, yeah. I and mean, it could be, who knows. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I think that that team that beat the ass in the first half yesterday is in that group, and they were gifted three turnovers, should have been four turnovers, and Cowboys were still kind of in the mix, and I think that that team that Beat them at home last week by two points. They're going to be better when they get Drew Brees back, but I think they're in that mix. And so I'd be a little more inclined to do it because I think he fits a specific need of what they desperately, desperately need. But uh, I think it's a really tough decision, and who knows, man. Tampa Bay may still hang in there and think they have a chance, but that would have been really interesting if that's another move they could have pulled off in the offseason. I think we'd feel a lot different.
0: All right, coming up next, Travis Frederick joins us. It's our weekly visit with the Cowboys Center. Lots to talk about. Travis Frederick joins us next on 1053, The Fan Before.
3: Going into Wisconsin. Well, I got the kicked out of me in Wisconsin once. Forget it. Snap count on my mind, Romo hand on my butt. I'm the center, and that's what's up. Yeah, I touch the ball on every play. And if you see me coming at you, it's time to pray. I got a big. Beard in a real mean street. In the bedroom, I'm a super freak. I once ate a whole honey baked ham. Ask a DT who the f I am. My name is Frederick. Yeah. Travis Frederick. (laughs) My name is Frederick. Yeah. Travis Frederick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right, our good friends at Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys, and of course, delicious Dr. Pepper, get uh, together to bring you the Travis Frederick Show. And he joins us now from Live at the Star. Travis, we'll talk about your big event tonight here in a little bit, but let's jump right in. You know, you guys haven't watched the film yet and this, that, and the other, but I'm real curious about what mood was like in the locker room. How would you describe it compared to other losses? It's never good after a loss, but... Did anything in the locker room seem a little extra down yesterday or was it all pretty normal for
3: you guys yeah I think it was uh, a little bit down yesterday um, just because of the way that the game worked out it was like we we were uh, on our way back and there was some excitement there and then you know it's that's one of those losses like you know ripping a band-aid off it it, it really hurts um, however um, there were some really good things in the game and and there was some promise there so you know as that kind of faded you know in the, in the minutes after the game, Uh, People started to come around and and realize that, you know, we really do have a a really good team. We just need to put things together uh, to be able to come out with wins.
0: All right, we need your help uh, dissecting the play where you'd snap the ball and there was, uh, I think, illegal procedure Mm -hmm. and kind of it kind of helped you guys out. What happened on that play?
3: Yeah. So. I didn't. I didn't know anything happened wrong. Like I turned around, and all of a sudden, there was whistles. The the Packers guy had the ball. I didn't know what was going on, but what, what had happened was that the snap was mistimed um, with a motion that was going across. And from what I understand, the snap actually hit the the motion guy as it was going across. So um, the reason that it was an illegal motion was because um, not everybody was set before that motion was was sent. Um, so. Basically, you can have a shift, so lots of people can move, and everyone has to be set for at least one second, and then you can have one person moving while the ball is snapped. And because not everyone was set for one second before that that motion was sent, it was an illegal shift. So
1: I I guess whenever you snap the ball Mm -hmm. in that situation, because there was also movement, there was a lot of things going on, but Mm -hmm. whenever you snap the ball and the player's running across That's a weird timing thing, right? Like, are you? I mean, I'm assuming you can't peripherally see what's happening for motion, right? You're just relying on whatever Dak tells you.
3: Correct. Yeah. I just rely on the quarterback. And that's something that we practice, obviously, um, is the timing of those plays. But um, it was just a little bit off. You know, I'll admit, I probably snapped it just a touch too late. Um, I wasn't like anticipating it as much because we weren't quite set yet. Uh, Dak was trying to get the ball off because the time was ticking down and everything. So, um, you know, that's ultimately on me. Um, but uh, obviously, the uh, the penalty helped us out there.
0: So, yeah, that did help out. That was awesome. I, I'm just curious about the timing of those things. Do you always snap it? After the motion guy runs by or sometimes right before he runs by? Is it it any one way or is it always different?
3: It's always different. It depends on the play um, and it depends on what the motion guy is doing. If the motion guy is getting the ball, it's one way. You know, sometimes if the motion guy is not getting the ball, it's a little bit different. Um, But that's ultimately up to the quarterback to uh, decide when to to call for that snap.
1: So, you know, we get you before you guys go in there and break it down. Mm -hmm. And I I don't want to go back in time to last week, but I am curious about – how you felt about the offensive line as a group after the New Orleans game? After breaking it down, versus what your initial feelings are about yesterday's performance?
3: Yeah, you know, last week was was definitely not us. Um, it was it was not a good performance by by us. But it was like I said, um, it was like one guy here, and the next play was another guy. It wasn't that we all played bad the entire time, um, but we worked worked really hard this week to make adjustments into those those things that we knew we were going to see, you know, the movements and uh, some of the pressures that New Orleans showed us. And I think my first impression, um, not having seen the whole film yet and broken it down with the group is the offensive line did play better. Um, You know, obviously we're going to continue to try and improve each week, but um, overall, I think it was a better game for us.
0: So obviously you guys, uh, you guys have good depth and and the guys who came in when, when, you know, Tyron obviously didn't mm-hmm. play, and Lyell did did fantastic job, the best they can. But I, I, I'd love to get you to tell us just a little bit about how important Tyron is. But I, I'm asking you in a way I'm not asking you to take a shot at anybody. <laughs> right, right, So just in general, uh, you know what I'm yep, saying? I like, I'm know. trying to figure yeah, out the right – I don't want to put you on the spot here, but, you know, Tyron But is, you're going to put me on the spot. It's but fine. Tyron yeah. is really good, <laughs> and I feel like maybe sometimes Cowboys fans take him for granted a little bit. Is that fair?
3: Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Tyron is – um arguably the best or if not the best one of the best left tackles in football and the things that we ask him to do are a little bit different than at other teams too um he's he's ultimately responsible for a lot and he carries that load very easily um he's just so talented he works really hard at what he does but um his his intangibles are 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 special and so when you lose somebody like that Cam does a great job and Cam did a great job last night Um, but when you have somebody like Tyron that you can just count on all the time uh, sometimes you take that for granted and uh, I don't think he should ever be overlooked or overstated how how good that he really is
1: is there a singular thing that is more frustrating than anything else after last night's game um, or yesterday afternoon. You know,
3: maybe. I think overall it's just frustrating. You know, to to have the mistakes early and and be shooting ourselves in the foot um, several times, and then yep, thank you, and uh, to be able to make that comeback and and start to turn the tide a little bit. You know, who knows, you know where things were going um, as we kept going, but you know to get things going again and and have some explosive plays. You know, that's all very promising, and it shows that our team. Can fight and will fight um, no matter what. And so it, it gives you a little bit, you know, you asked a couple of weeks ago, you know, who our team is and, and what we know about them. And I think last night revealed a little bit more about our team.
0: All right. We're talking to Travis Frederick on the Ben and Skin Show, 1053, the fan. Uh, so tonight you have your uh, big charity event. We're going to yes. be out there, the Blocking Out Hunger Foundation, another opportunity to uh for you to to do some good and raise some money to help feed kids who are hungry here in the metroplex and uh, it's a great event so uh, since it's coming off of a a loss is it going to be super tense
3: you know uh i've i've been a part of these uh after wins and after losses and you know honestly that kind of goes away a little bit the wins and losses uh you know we're there to support the kids and and to help people here in dallas that that need help and um, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit down you know, when you first talk, start talking to people. But by the end of the day here for us as players, uh, the game is behind us. You know, we're not thinking about it anymore. We're, we're moving forward. So uh, by the time that that comes around uh, tonight, um, in theory, all the players are, are moved forward and, and ready to go.
1: What if the MCs bring up a lot of specific plays and make jokes about it during the event?
3: You know, the MCs are kind of a wild card. It's it's Oof. tough to control them. Uh, you give them a script and often they rip it up and, and just do whatever they want so it is it can be tough however uh you know you just gotta you gotta go with the flow and you got to uh see how the crowd's doing if the crowd wants to hear more of those uh pointed questions from the mcs you know i know that they're gonna ask them really yeah well you know they uh I've really great MCs. I'm really fortunate to have them, but uh, you know they do a great job reading the crowd, and, and they'll do whatever the crowd wants.
0: Wild cards. I yeah. like that. <laughs> I like that. So at any point during tonight, we could just kind of turn it into our own sports talk show if we want to.
3: I mean, uh, you've done that in the past, so <laughs> I, I <laughs> mean, if, that, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. <laughs>
1: what if we took calls?
3: <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be something. That would be something. I think you know maybe we need to put a telethon in this as well. Oh uh, yeah. You take calls, ask questions, make donations it would be great for everybody involved
2: now, i've heard in time though uh, a lot of mc super groups they like to have a third guy so they like to have a guy who is the brains that they have, to have a guy mm-hmm. who's the looks and then one guy usually plays the role of the wild card yeah <laughs> so it's uh, interesting that you're just going with two
3: well you know it, <laughs> that is a great point That is a great point but uh kevin there actually is a third guy that uh you know helps out um he's the auctioneer he's really special he uh, he's really really good at what he does. So he's kind of the wild card, actually. Ben and that. I handpicked
1: this guy. Yeah,
3: yep. They <laughs> they have. Um, Kevin, I you know, I just really wish that I could see you. I know you're always busy. It's really unfortunate that you turned down my request to to join.
2: Uh, I knew nothing about it. What? to be honest. Uh, i got a concert tonight, though, oh, so okay. I'll catch yeah. you next All time. Right.
1: Shippy's yeah. playing drops tonight. I don't, any, in town. I don't have any plans, Travis. <laughs> oh, Shippy. Oh.
2: Shippy, how are you?
1: Hey, man, I'm good. Hey. How are you?
0: Great, great. Both guys made it into our top 50 candidates that Skin and I were looking at, yeah. and it just didn't didn't make it to the next round. Well, uh, you know, maybe next year. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about uh, Coach Garrett. And I, again, don't want to get you any hot water <laughs> here, but... Uh, picking up a flag for for throwing down a flag, and and obviously I, I guess he said something. Can you tell us what was said?
3: You know what, I was on the field, so I don't know what was said. And I actually I asked the officials several times what the uh, what the issue was, and I couldn't get an explanation. Uh, they don't they don't like to explain things to the players very much. Um, so I don't know exactly what was said. I, I, I saw a replay of when he threw the flag, and he threw the flag sort of forcefully, but I think it was a verbal um, issue. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens during the game. You know, the, the coaches are talking to the, the officials, and the officials are talking to the coaches, so things get heated. I don't know exactly, again, what was said, but I'm, uh, it's, it was unfortunate timing, but, uh, you know, things happen. Y'all
1: made up for it with a quick 25-yard
3: pop to Zeke. Yes, that was an unbelievable catch uh, for him to be able to, to take that over the shoulder and get both feet in. That was really, really impressive.
1: What is uh, what is the most shocking cuss word combination you've ever wow. heard
3: Garrett throw down? Wow. Am I allowed to say that on the radio? Well, describe him. Um, well, he he uses a variety of, of language. You know, he's a really smart man, uh, well-educated. Um, so he, he uses a lot, you know, the... the combinations of words that he uses are are really impressive really and i think i think here's what i'm, I'm going for uh, i'm trying to not say the words but uh, uh some of that. the some of the the dirtiest <laughs> things i've ever heard you know some of the, the nastiest I language uh, i don't believe that no, so most okay. ivy league guys when they cuss they say
0: "unguard." guard
3: <laughs> uh yeah it's not quite on guard um what's the word i'm looking for here it's like Thou shalt not throw that flag. (laughs) Oh, he went biblical or something. Yeah, yeah. One of the Garrett commandments, I take it. (laughs) How dare thee... (laughs) <laughs> Is he so always the
1: ref threw a flag at him for being corny?
3: <laughs> Is he always carrying
0: one of those fencing swords?
3: Uh, you know what? I think that's why he wears pants all the time. Okay. You never see him in shorts. Yeah. I think he like hides it down his his leg there.
0: Well, we we appreciate you uh, joking around with us about that. Hey, we're we're uh, we're happy that you jumped on with us. Uh, you know, you agreed to do the show with us, which we're super elated about. But even on Mondays, it's going to be fun. Sometimes after win, but you make it fun after a loss and we appreciate you answering the really tough questions like how often Coach Garrett cusses. (laughs) Uh, And anything you'd like to say to folks about tonight's charity event?
3: Yeah, you know, I'm just super excited about tonight. I will tweet out, go to my Twitter, at TFrederick72. And I'll tweet out a link um, for our silent auction. You don't have to be present uh, to participate in that silent auction. So you can check things out. There's a, a bunch of really cool things. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, to seeing everybody there.
0: Yeah, hey, uh, send that link out. We'll retweet it as well. And uh, you guys always do have incredible items uh, for the auction. So for sure, everybody should check that out. Hey, Travis, thanks for your time, man.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: All right, there it goes. The great Travis Frederick, his weekly visit brought to you by... Miller
1: Lite, the only Miller beer Light. of the Dallas Cowboys, and Dr. Pepper. Right. How
0: about that? And what's the slogan?
1: Two great tastes that go great
2: together. <laughs> that,
0: that's not push a, those
2: tastes together.
1: It's
0: not, not really. Who really are the
2: MCs he's talking about?
0: Push them together. Coming up next, let's go around. Let's
2: go around. Push the, those tastes together. <laughs> let's go around <laughs> the NFL. <laughs>